0: Hi, and welcome to NACIO Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock, social distancing here in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: And I'm Matt Pincus, doing the same here in Washington, D.C.
0: As we all adapt to a new normal for now, here on NACIO Voices, we are continuing to focus on how state CIOs are responding to COVID-19.
1: And if you haven't already, please make sure to go back and listen to our episode from last week with Washington CIO Jim Weaver on how one of the first states hit has responded to the pandemic.
0: Now let's get to today's guest, Irvin Rogers, state CIO from Ohio, who will talk about his state's proactive response to COVID-19 and what that has meant for state IT. Irvin, thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm also social distancing um, here in Ohio. (laughs)
1: So, you know, Amy and I have been wanting to have you on our podcast for a while now. And I think it's fair to say that you have a larger than life and infectious personality uh, that we've all appreciated. You know, from my personal experience, you've always kept all of our NASIO meetings light and funny. And we've wanted to chat with you about your not so secret life as a DJ. (laughs) But man, man, how, how times have really changed in the last few weeks. And we really live in a scary and uncertain world right now. And I guess the first question that I have for you is, how are you handling things? How have you been able to try and keep things light and somewhat relaxed with your staff in, in Ohio?
2: To your point, I thank you for those that, that compliment. I appreciate that. My my goal is in life, you know, you, you get the same energy that you put out and people pick up on that and feed on it. And so one of the things that I, I just I, I cherish is this opportunity to be state CIO. It, it has been a goal of mine for a long time. I'm relishing in, into the moment. As an extrovert, you know, social distancing, uh, you know, I'm having to find creative ways to uh, continue to reach out and, and have my people interaction. Uh, some of the creative ways uh, that we are, you know, trying to keep, create and keep a sense of community, especially with my front lines and my entire IT staff that's behind. Uh, much of the technology with uh, COVID-19 is to you know, kind of keep it light with regards to bringing folks together. One example would be along the lines of this past Friday, You know, my team has been at it for the last six weeks working seven days a week nonstop. And I wanted to just take a few minutes to pause, thank them, celebrate the moment. And I expose one of my alter egos, which is DJ Executive, and I um, hosted a virtual lunch hour. It was 30 minutes. And, you know, I encouraged folks to eat their lunch. Uh, we used Microsoft Teams so that we could see one, in, one another. And while they were eating and conversing and having a good time, I uh, DJed with tunes and a little bit of, you know, interaction from the team. And I'm known for on Fridays for giving a big, you know, woo! So if you're a WWE <laughs> wrestling fan, then you know it's a Ric Flair woo. A lot of folks... And mentioned that, you know, hey, we haven't heard that in a while. So, you know, definitely gave a couple of those with some of the custom DJ drops. So those, those are some of the creative from the creative side in order to keep teams morale and uh, energy levels uh, and encouraging people um, as they're they're doing heroic heroic types of work.
1: Can you talk to us about the evolution of the pandemic in Ohio? I know Governor DeWine has received national praise for being proactive and pretty much uh, early in his response to declare state of emergency, mandate social distancing and shelter in place. We'll get to IT in a minute, but how are things going generally in Ohio right now?
2: You know, thank you for that. Governor DeWine is a, uh, a true leader. He's been making decisions, the tough decisions that have to be made that may be liked or not liked. Uh, I've gotten to know him pretty well uh, during my time at the attorney general's office where I served as his CIO for the attorney general's office. And now in this particular role, I get a chance to continue to see that leadership at a broader level. Governor DeWine has been on the leading front, taking an aggressive stance with social distancing, with the various executive orders that he's put in place. We believe that this will help flatten the curve sooner through his bold leadership. For example, with the help of the organizers of the world's largest multi-sport event, uh, it's the Arnold, which is uh, a professional bodybuilding, strong man, uh, strong woman, figure uh, bikini uh, expo that was established right here in Columbus in 1989. It is worldwide where people come in from all over various countries, over 200 countries. And uh, he took a bold stance early on uh, where it was happening, we hadn't even had a case yet. He worked with the organizers to close down the public attendance and the engagement. Um, at the time, it was viewed by many people as an overstep. But what he said, which was astounding, it was on the lines of, you know, hey, we will make the appropriate decisions to save lives, keep keep keeping saving lives in place. And the thought was that, you know, we'd look back on this a week to two weeks later and think, hey, that wasn't such a big." You know decision, uh, but at the time it was a major uproar. You can imagine that event being established back in nineteen eighty nine and Arnold himself comes and attends that uh, that gathering so you know we are doing our best from a technology perspective to support every single executive order, every single uh, decision, so great team in place. It's good to hear
0: so let's talk about the i t side of things a little bit. So we know citizens in all states around the country are going to some state websites, trying to utilize certain state services in much higher numbers right now, like unemployment. I'm here in Kentucky, and I know that's been a struggle in our state government as well. Our governor said in a press conference yesterday that we're dealing with a legacy system and trying to scale that up as quickly as possible. But what does that look like from the government side? And what happens with the kind of increased traffic that we're seeing right now? And how do you deal with it?
2: You know, with the stay-at-home order that's in place here in Ohio, you know, we too have seen far greater uh, need and reliance on the state's digital technology infrastructure. In fact, we're seeing record numbers for all services across the board because folks are using their smartphones, their mobile devices, laptops, uh, you name it. Additionally, our governor hosts a 2 p.m. daily press conference uh, where he's been transparent, and um, I think it's been really, really effective with getting information out to the public. In order to ensure um, that, you know, the record numbers, for example, uh, the maximum number of viewers for the Ohio Channel, where we broadcast various government meetings, et cetera, on a high day, it would be 500 attendees. Uh, We've seen record numbers up to 250,000 live streaming views all at once. And so if you take a look at that, that's not something that, you know, we would uh, overly invest in because that's that's a waste of, you know, taxpayer dollars. So we've had to on the fly with the great women and men on my team, along with partners um, in, the, in our contractor perspective, come together and re-engineer on the fly uh, the ability to make sure that everyone is able to see, view through the course of a number of partnerships through uh, our partnership with Ornet here that we haven't the state where uh, we provide basically broadband to uh, school districts, government entities, et cetera. We partner with our legislative information systems group. Uh, We've also partnered with uh, our OGTV, which is the Ohio government channel. Um, And in order to take it to the next level, we've incorporated AWS's uh, streaming service so that our Our state's infrastructure isn't overly taxed. We can distribute that out by using our Cloud Smart initiative. So it's really, I'm really glad I helped to get that established over a year ago um, because it's it's taking flight um, and we're able to leverage that infrastructure and that governance uh, model um, as we come together and partner. Uh, We've created a central location for a resource repository on COVID 19 for the state of Ohio. Our URL is coronavirus.ohio.gov. And again, every day that the governor is on at two o'clock, I'm in front of the TV with one laptop. I'm on the other laptop watching stats. I'm on my cell phones communicating to make sure that we're keeping and watching and proactively tuning as they go on so we can keep those services up. Uh, similar to other states, we're also seeing record numbers of claims from an unemployment standpoint, um, and especially with the second wave that's coming, where. That has never been really available for uh, those workers that are independent business owners, uh, 1099s, et cetera. You know, we're we're trying to anticipate that as well. Taking legacy systems that weren't built for this kind of volume. You know, on a typical day we'd see 5,000 applications, whereas you know now we're seeing more than our fair share, um, if you will. And so we've had to work collaboratively together. One of the things that I have, which seems to be the model last year, was collaboration. This year, we're taking collaboration to the next level, and it's one team, one goal. And really what that means is I don't care where you're from, whether you're with an agency, a board, or commission, we have a single goal, and that is to serve our taxpayers of Ohio. And so no matter whose responsibility it is, at the end of the day, the buck stops here with me. And uh, we're working across lines, and great collaboration to the next level is really coming forth. We have resources that are are getting cross-trained, uh, resources that are collaborating in, in ways they haven't done before, in order to keep some of the, well, many of the digital services up, especially around unemployment.
0: That's great. I'm sure when you establish that culture of collaboration early on, and then you're faced with a crisis situation like this, it makes everything a little more smooth.
2: It, it, it does. Uh, it, it helps folks to have a creative a culture of fail fast. It's okay to fail, but uh, we need to quickly learn from that and. If we share information, you know, uh, one of the things that I learned from the Department of Public Safety, Tom Stickrath, the director over there, is on the lines of communicate, make decisions, and communicate. So above and beyond, similar to what our governor is doing and lieutenant governor, John Husted is on the lines of communicate, communicate, communicate.
0: Absolutely. And something that I know is at the top of every CIO's mind right now, uh, cybersecurity. Have you guys seen an increase in cyber attacks as your state deals with the coronavirus?
2: You know, yes, I think uh, the entire world is seeing increase in cyber attacks, especially with the phishing emails, with the criminals trying to take advantage of people's, you know, uh, emotional states, creating false and fake, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, GoFundMe or, you know, funding types of sources, uh, redirecting. And I I think um, we'll all have to just continue to be diligent about um, keeping up with the communication Making sure that you know we're blocking appropriate IPs. Um, our state just continues to be diligent in our cybersecurity posture, both with an offense and defense stance. Yeah, ultimately, yes, we are, we are seeing that, and we are doing our very best to ensure that we're putting the, you know, cybersecurity first and foremost.
1: One of the things that I want to ask you about, Irvin, and on that same chain of thought on security, is you know the future of elections as we deal with the pandemic, and we've seen numerous states, uh, including Ohio, postpone or change their primary dates. And I know CIOs are not responsible for election security, but how do you see changes and potential for an expansion of voting by mail impacting the role of state IT?
2: You know, I think there's going to be a greater demand, similar to other, and you're right. I partner with the Secretary of State. They have their their own separately elected CIO. But again, it goes back to the one team, one goal. We're partnering yep. together to help them from an infrastructure perspective where need be. But I think as we continue to evolve as a country and we leverage lessons learned uh, coming out of COVID-19, because we will overcome this, I think there's going to be a greater need for a digital um, experience uh, with regards to our, our voting uh, system.
1: Yeah. So compared to a decade ago, the idea of remote work fairly common in state government, at least on a small scale. What was the work from home culture like in Ohio before all of this? And what are the challenges that you all are facing in having pretty much the entire state workforce working from their homes? Well, here in Ohio, you know, we really didn't have a culture of work from home.
2: So. This was a a lot of, you know, uh, trying to flip um, at the same token to support the governor and everything that, you know, he was directing uh, citizens, taxpayers to do. We needed to do ourselves. And so we've increased our capacity uh, from a VPN perspective by more than 20 times. We have great partners that have stepped up to provide equipment um, in order for that to take place Um, as a part of the onboarding from home. Uh, we had our employees retake many of the cybersecurity trainings uh, for refreshers, so that you know it's it's one thing to protect uh, the state within the walls. You know, if I use a, a reference from uh, my favorite uh, uh, series, "Protect the Wall," uh, we <laughs> are the North, right? So uh, you know, we are we are Ohio, O H I O. Heard you uh, say that before. I, I, I you no know it was coming. <laughs> you know it was coming. I was going to work it in there somewhere or another.
0: Thanks for not um, making us
2: finish it. Fair enough. Fair enough. If Doug Robinson were on the phone, I, I would I would do that same thing. So, <laughs> um, but with regards to you know protecting beyond the internal laws, you know that that always brings a, an interesting challenge because not only are you forced with you know uh, trying to understand the home environment on a state rig, uh, whether it be the internet connectivity, you know not everybody has the same you know connectivity in, in their homes. Uh, so it's a different experience. We have really uh, stretched by having daily, you know, virtual standups across multiple teams to kind of keep the check-ins going back and forth. Uh, we're finding that a lot of folks are, you know, actually doing more than what they do when they're in the in the office because of the, like, right now I have not moved from the spot I've been in since 7 a.m. And so, you know, it, it's just basically flipping our entire hardware fleet to mobile uh, with expanding our laptops and tablet usage. And just like every other state is out there looking for Surface Pros or Surfaces or laptops, et cetera, it's, it's an environment where it's been mostly desktops. So trying to flip that, uh, I'm grateful that you know, our architecture uh, for many of the applications are, uh, don't require, you know, they're all available via the, via the web. So it, it has been a challenge, but I think we're overcoming that and we're, we're seeing some benefits uh, from it. I think everybody will be glad to kind of get back into the environment of uh, working uh, together in a single location.
1: So, Yep. Who who knows how quickly that'll happen, but we're certainly looking forward to that. And when we talked to Jim Weaver last week, he really singled out and similar to what you're talking about as far as, you know, one team, not just, you know, within the state, but also relying on private sector partners. Can you talk about (laughs) working with some of your partners in the private sector and and how they've been able to scale up and, and help you all do what you need to do? Certainly. The collaboration motto of one team, one goal
2: certainly includes our vendor partners. One that I'll talk about because I'm really, really passionate about it is our Cloud Smart initiative. We've expanded our capability by leveraging more of our cloud vendors uh, with their capabilities, such as Amazon's AWS, Microsoft Azure, uh, Salesforce, to name a few, uh, with regards to uh, expanding our capability of um, keeping up with the demand of the 11 million Ohioans. It's amazing, you know, when folks are all at home and you know they're reliant on uh, those digital services. I think, you know, through our cloud initiative by Uh, Not only leveraging the state's private network, uh, private cloud network, but also leveraging our vendors um, has been a winning combination. So, again, one team, one goal. Many, many people are stepping up and coming forth, wanting to be helpful. Um, I've sat through a number of demos uh, with forward thinking, a lot of creativity. And um, I I think for the most part, we are leveraging a great deal of that in order to uh, move the ball forward.
0: So, I think everyone's experience going through this, at least for the CIOs, is similar, but we always say if you've seen one state, you've seen one state. So, it's also unique, and everyone is going to be learning something from it. So, do you have any advice for fellow state CIOs based on something you've done that has worked well?
2: You know, Doug Robinson, uh, NASIO's executive director, you know, has always said that there's no snowflake state. And I really didn't understand, you know, it didn't really resonate. I understood it just didn't resonate until, you know, you kind of go through something similar. And I think that um, as my NACIO family of uh, fellow CIOs, um, as we get together and we communicate and we collaborate, that has been probably one of the best sources of information as a young state CIO uh, being in this position for a little over a year and a half. But some of the advices that I would give would be along the lines of creating a culture of collaboration, uh, with a mantra of one team, one goal. The second would be along lines of communicate, 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 and then communicate again, uh, leveraging the um, the motto that I, I borrowed from our DPS partners, communicate, make decisions, and communicate. I think people respect the fact if you're transparent and if you are able to, you know, uh, humanize your message, uh, it's okay for you to uh, be human. We all are human. And I think that's a big part of um, having an effective leadership stance. So,
0: Absolutely. And then sort of kind of along those same lines, on a human level, obviously, this is affecting us all professionally, but also very personally. So we just wanted to ask before we wrap up, how are you doing?
2: You know, I'm doing fantastic. When great you know, challenges come, it's, an, it's how we respond to it. You own your own response. And again, I go back to something I said earlier, you get the same level of energy uh, that you put out, you get that in return. People respect that and want to be a part of that because it's contagious. I love what I'm doing. I love the fact that I have a opportunity to help flatten the curve uh, from a technology standpoint, you know, fighting from the front lines, rolling up my sleeves, getting in there um, and working hand in hand with my team. I can't thank my team enough. Um, I want to personally thank, uh, not only Department of Administrative Services, our Office of Information Technology team, but I also want to thank all the agency and cabinet level directors, commissions, boards, and commissions, the various IT shops that are out there that are coming together, one team, one goal, and we're getting it done for the taxpayers of, of, of Ohio. So, OH, IO,
1: IO. <laughs> all right. All right. Hey, Irvin, thank you so much for speaking with us today. I know it's a busy time, a stressful time, and we certainly appreciate it. Please be well and stay safe and healthy, my friend.
2: Thank you guys for the opportunity. I I, I know it sounds cliche, but I got to tell you, I love you guys at NASIO. So um, if there's anything that I could do, please, please, please let me know. Um, I brag about you guys all the time in various meetings that I have here at the state. So
1: thank you for all you guys are doing. Thanks, man. Thank I, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Be well. Thanks.
1: See you later. Take talk, care. Talk to you soon.
0: Bye-bye. Right, bye. Thanks for listening to Nacio Voices.
1: We are currently publishing episodes each week instead of every two weeks during this time, and they will focus on how state CIOs and their staff are responding to COVID-19. You can find episodes of Nacio Voices on our website, nacio.org, and of course on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or really wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week and look forward to talking with you then.
1: Bye-bye.